My name is Scott Nye, and this is Talking Radical Radio. with immigrants, but the lives of workers were happening different from the mid-class white Canadians that were able to work from home. So that got a sort of new element to develop a campaign, a public denunciation, to show that immigrant communities were receiving the biggest negative impact of the effects of the pandemic. But at the same time, they were keeping the economy working, right? That's the voice of Manuel Salamanca Cardona. He's today's guest on Talking Radical Radio. This show brings you grassroots voices from across Canada. We give you the chance to hear many different people who are involved in many different struggles talk about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and why they're doing it, in the belief that such listening can strengthen all of our efforts to change the world. Manuel Salamanca Cardona immigrated to Canada, specifically to Montreal, as a student to pursue a PhD in education with a focus on popular education in social movements. As a part of that work, he got involved in the city's Immigrant Workers' Centre, or IWC. Founded in 2000, the IWC organizes with immigrant and migrant workers facing that dense knot of problems related to lousy jobs and immigration status. They do this through popular education, workplace and community mobilization, policy advocacy, individual support, and a range of other movement-building work. In the early years of the IWC, a sort of working group emerged within the centre focused specifically on the experiences, needs, and struggles of those workers employed by temp agencies. Along with all of the other issues faced by low-wage precarious workers, particularly when intersecting with experiences of racism and Canada's oppressive immigration system, workers employed by temp agencies faced the additional difficulties presented by the peculiar triangular relationship between the worker, the temp agency, and the enterprise where they were working. At the time, employment law in Quebec, as in most other provinces, lacked clear regulation dealing with this situation. This vagueness about what the agency was responsible for and what the enterprise was responsible for led to all kinds of situations in which it was, quite predictably, the worker who ended up suffering. From lack of clarity about who had to provide safety equipment, to a lack of recourse to get wages when one or the other party went bankrupt, to all kinds of other scenarios. In 2011, the working group of temp workers within the IWC launched the Temporary Agency Worker Association, or TAWA, and Salamanca Cardona got involved. Initially, the new organization continued with all of the work that was already happening to support temp workers, mobilize around common issues, participate in larger campaigns, and gather stories and experiences of what temp workers were facing. Starting in 2014, the association entered dialogue with the CSN, one of the large labor centrals in Quebec, and they developed a strong working relationship. Then, in 2016, the association created a list of five key demands for labor law reform. Things like mandating joint responsibility between the agency and the enterprise for health and safety and for ensuring workers were paid, as well as demanding equal access to the law for workers regardless of migration status. The combination of campaigning by the association and the adoption of these demands as part of broader labor movement efforts to push for law reform resulted in some partial but significant gains in 2018. In the lead-up to the pandemic, Tawa was engaged in its regular support work and mobilizations and was in the process of developing plans to test the new regulations and how they were working for temp agency workers. But with the onset of COVID, things changed drastically. 
Not only were the conditions for organizing suddenly very different, given public health restrictions, but so were the needs of workers. For instance, the major concentration of temp agency workers in the warehouse sector were suddenly bearing a major part of the risk of the pandemic, as their labors became essential to allow more privileged workers to safely work from home. There was a constant need to fight for access to personal protective equipment and safety measures, with little support from regulators. In addition, heightened employment and exploitation of temp agency workers became an increasing element of government efforts to stabilize an overburdened healthcare system. Moving forward, temp agency workers in IWC and Tawa have a few priorities. This includes continuing to build on the partial victory of the earlier law reforms, possibly campaigning to use a feature of Quebec labor law that allows minimum standards to be decreed for an entire sector, and efforts to consolidate organizing in the rural areas surrounding Montreal. There's also a growing campaign by women within Tawa around the specific violences that they face in the workplace. I speak with Salamanca Cardona about the struggles of temp agency workers in Montreal and about the Temporary Agency Workers Association. My name is Manuel Salamanca Cardona. I, I am an immigrant. I arrived here to Montreal as an international student, so I came to do a PhD in education, around popular education in social movements. So I started participation in the IWC for research purposes, but at the end, in the Immigrant Workers' Center, I ended up as an activist. In my country, for I used to be a white mid-class person. My political tendency was always from the left, but actually as a mid-class people, I was never an activist and a militant. But when I came here, I started to feel different in a sense that it was not anymore Manuel, the person, white, mid-class, men. Now I was an immigrant, and I started to feel some difference happening around the immigrant condition. At the same time, I learned a lot about the situation with immigrant workers with precarious status, and mostly immigrant workers also working through agencies or those workers that come through the temporary foreign worker programs to Canada. I linked my individual situation with other immigrant and migrant stories in order to understand that there's structural determinants that exist in Canada that determine and shape the immigrant trajectory. I, let's say that I became more radical in my positions around immigration issues, more critical of the capitalist system, especially around issues of labor, and more radical in the sense that I don't believe that changes are going to happen only through adapted actions. I believe in political education, for example. I believe in organizing. I believe in mobilization. I believe that you have to take from power the things that you want. It's almost nine years I have been involved with the activities of the IWC. And the IWC is a worker center. It's part of these organizations that emerged around 80s and 90s in North America called worker centers, which are a sort of alternative organization to organize precarious workers. And most of these workers are immigrants usually. The Immigrant Worker Center was founded in 2000. People found that they had received because of the limitations that most of the unions had to deal with the specific problems that immigrants and migrant workers were having, especially those with precarious status and precarious jobs. The Immigrant Workers Center was dealing many years with the issues of immigrant workers, but at some point they formed inside the Immigrant Workers Center a sort of work group, which afterwards became the Temporary Agency Workers Association. And that was because the issues of temp agencies and the problems with temp agencies, they were getting a sort of a specific shape. That was in 2011. 
And in 2013 also was formed an association which is called ATET, which is in French, Association de Travailleurs et Travailleurs Temporaires. That means it was an association to defend the works of those workers coming in the temporary foreign worker program, because that was another issue that was emerging very strongly in the field of work of the IWC. There were a lot of problems with temporary foreign workers, especially those coming from the agricultural temporary foreign workers program. What we do is we provide a sort of individual service in terms of help them to defend their rights, like for example, sending complaints to the Labor Standards Commission. But also at the same time, we try to organize those workers around the issues of work, of problems they have at work. Also, we try to develop small scale campaigns. We have been part of bigger coalitions like the $15 campaign in the past that started here in Quebec in 2014. Those two groups mainly are the groups that work at the Immigrant Worker Centers. But the Immigrant Worker Center is not only those groups, but there are other, let's say, non-formal organizations composed by different communities of immigrants, like Mexicans United for the Regularization, Guineans without status, etc., coming from different immigrant communities. They find at the Immigrant Worker Center a safe place to develop activists, defending their issues on immigration also, not only in work, but in immigration also. And also one of the things that we provide at the immigrant workers is immigration guidance also for some of the people that have problems with immigration. Give listeners an overview of the challenges that temp agency workers face, particularly how they're both similar to and distinct from the challenges faced by low-wage workers in general. The main challenge with temp agencies is this triangular relationship established through subcontracting. Especially here in Quebec, you have a labor standards law which provides minimal legal protections for workers when they are not unionized. And those labor protections, they are not so bad, really, in terms of protection. The problem with TEP agencies comes because this law mostly is created for a bidimensional relationship between an employer and a worker. And when agencies started to emerge, especially after 2000, that these businesses start to grow a lot in Canada and in Quebec, mostly using immigrant labor and migrant labor sometimes, these businesses started to grow based on the lack of clear regulation for a triangular relationship, that triangular relationship created by the subcontracting way of doing things. This triangular relationship created a lot of different situations with fall out of the scope of the traditional labor regulations. And it was necessary to make visible those situations, denounce those situations, systematize those situations, develop campaigns and popular education processes with workers in order to create a sort of coherent and critical narrative of the lack of regulations for temp agencies and the pernicious effect they have on immigrant labor. This work lasted a lot of years, and mainly that problematic of the lack of regulations. It was possible to see, for example, many workers who never received the equipment of protection because it wasn't clear who was the entity in charge of keep that protection because in the law says it's the employer, but it wasn't clear who was the employer, the agency or the enterprise that was subcontracting the labor through the agency. For example, in the case of some dollar workers, it was very, very common. It's a problem in the warehouse sector in general. The supervisor at the warehouse told him, ah, but I'm not your employer, talk with the agency. 
And when they call to the agency, the supervisor of the agency told them, I'm not in charge of the security. You have to talk with the enterprise because in the place they know what are the issues. So it wasn't clear in the law who was. And if you, in that process, making noise at your work, you have a precarious status, you have a refugee climate, you are a person who is doing a new career, or you are a person who's waiting for a response for a sponsorship, and you don't want more problems than those you have in terms of your status, so it becomes difficult to you to keep that fight individually. And also, if you want to do a complaint, sometimes the language issues are difficult in order to do a complaint online, or you basically, you don't understand specifically how to deal with those issues to do a complaint. So there are many, many factors involving it. This is just one sample on how this convoluted is. At the end, the big enterprises are profiting from that, and also agencies. It's like agencies are using vulnerable labor based on vulnerabilities created by immigration policies to create cheap labor because they cannot ask, they cannot fight for their rights. So that's one small example. There are other examples of problems with agencies, different stories. And also this is complex because it's not that there is one type of agency. There are big transnational corporations, agencies like Manpower, Kelly's Girl, for example, also in the market, there are medium-sized agencies. Also, you have small agencies, like that they have a tiny office. And also, you have sometimes these labor brokers by phone who mostly work with undocumented, getting workers from the amount of people that don't have status. It's a very complex business, which was not regulated. And as it was not regulated, it was impossible to understand that. For example, before there wasn't the requirement for a temp agency to have a license from the government. So there was any list in the sites of the government to understand how many agencies were in Montreal operating, what was the size, how many workers they had, et cetera, et cetera. So it was like an invisible labor market. And the work of the IWC allowed to know more about the reality and to make it visible and bring it to the public discussion and the political discussion. Just really quickly, what sectors make the most use of temp agency workers in Montreal? I would say the warehouse sector is very important. Another really important sector using temp agencies is the nurses. Um, I don't know how you say that in English, but they are not nurses, but a little less than nurses providing services to elder houses, to the healthcare system. Another important sector, I would say, is food production, fast food production like pizzas, pogos, sandwiches, etc., etc. Talk about the campaign that the IWC and the Temporary Agency Workers Association and other organizations were involved with that won in 2018 some law reforms and regulatory reforms that benefited temp agency workers. The Temporary Agency Workers Association was formed in 2011 based on the work already done with some Mexican workers, refugee climates who stay in the country to challenge the policies of Harper. When they say Mexico is a safe country, and they started to systematically reject refugee claims. And then also there was a big wave of workers coming from Haiti because of the earthquake. There was also a big wave of workers coming from Africa, from the region of Maghreb. This is a Francophone province, and there are many Francophone speakers. So that created a big wave in 2011 that helped to consolidate the creation of the Agency Workers Association. 
At that point, it was really difficult to understand, okay, what's the next step? We need to keep getting stories. We need to keep getting examples. We need to understand how abuses are happening and what are the main issues that we need to ask. So understanding the situation, understanding the problems of health and safety, the lack of access to labor rights. So we created five demands in 2016, and we started this campaign, Stability and Dignity was called, in order to ask the government certain five measures, only five, which at this point we consider were the most important to attack this business and protect better workers. Because if we do a list of all the things that we need to change the labor law, it's, it's going to be a really, really long list. So you have to be realistic. So we systematized the five more important demands. One of them was, for example, joint responsibility on health issues by the agency and the enterprise. Other was joint responsibility in terms of the pecuniary responsibility, because sometimes it happened that when an agency was go to bankruptcy, they don't want to pay the worker and the enterprise doesn't want to take any responsibility in those payments. We ask also to access to the labor rights, to the law, to all workers independently of their migratory status, that the government should assure that any worker, even without status, could feel safe to make a complaint, a demand against an agency or an employer. Also, it is important to mention that this work in 2014 or 15, after the Temp Agency Workers Association was founded, there was some dialogue with the CSN, the Central Sindical Nacional. It's the second big central of unions here in Quebec because one of the persons part of the board of the Immigrant Workers Center. So they give us some funding in order to consolidate the work of the TAWA, of the Temporary Agency Workers Association. But at the same time, they sent a union delegate to work in the field with us. That was really important because he provided with the support to workers. He provided us with advice. We really improved our organization, the way how we were working, our activities, our tools to intervene in the field. This collaboration lasted like three years, and it was really important because this communication between the union, the central, and the Immigrant Workers Center around the, the problems of temp agency was creating a sort of joint narrative to attack agencies, and this situation was brought to internal discussions of the unions, and also it jumped to discussions into the other big central, and it appears also with the campaigns and the press conference, etc., it appears as a really big problem. So we also had some workers, leader workers, who are able to talk about this problem with security. It's like they own the critical narrative around temp agencies and immigration in Quebec, and they were able to defend their arguments against temp agencies. So at the end, when the discussion started for the new law, we were able to mobilize some leaders and workers, and they spoke in front of the National Assembly talking about the situation that they were living when they work in Croatia. That was really, really good. But at the same time, all the unions, the briefs, the reports, etc., that were sent to the National Assembly were also attacking the work of temp agencies. At the end, the pressure was so big that the Liberal government, they had to accept the need to change the labor code in Quebec, including some specific regulations for temp agencies. They accepted not all the demands we did, but some important were accepted. For example, the responsibility of agencies in terms of pecuniary problems. Other thing we ask is that now all agencies have to be registered to the Labor Standards Commission of Quebec. Also, it's mandatory to provide all the information of the agency to any worker. Also, we ask the same wage 
for a worker who's permanent compared to a worker who comes from an agency. We ask that it's same task, same activities, same wage. So they accepted that it's now in the law also in order to avoid discrimination produced by this contracting. For example, three good changes in the labor code. Then after the changes in the labor code, in the law, they also prepare some regulations coming from that law, specific regulations and rules for the operating of agency in which we have some important gains. So that was really important. I would say it's more because it's a victory, very significant, if we consider how difficult it is to change the labor code here in Quebec. How did the Temp Agency Workers Association's organizing and political work change in the context of the pandemic? At the beginning, when the pandemic started, it was really challenging to figure out how we we're going to continue the work because many of the work we do is through presential meetings or educational processes, etc. So we started to use technology. We started sometimes to teach some of the workers how to use technology in order to come to sessions, to workshops. Also, our team meetings were started to be developed online through Zoom for other platforms. The other challenge, I think, was there were ongoing mobilizations, like, for example, the campaign with the Dollarama workers. And now that we had a regulation, the intention was to test how the new regulations were working for immigrant workers working through tape agencies. We really need to stop that process and start to deal with the new issues coming from the pandemic. There were reports from workers that they were falling ill. Men were getting the COVID in warehouses that workers were not receiving the proper equipment to protect, no mask, that the work system was overcrowded, the lunch time was overcrowded, there were no cleaning, there were no bathrooms. There were a lot of lack of measures taken by the employers. Other issues that were coming from the stories of the employers was that the initial controls that the Labor Standard Commission agents were doing with some of the employers in warehouses, for example, they were doing that by phone just checking a form and making questions, right? They were not going there. So there were some denunciations about that. So that created a sort of frame to understand that the situation with immigrant racialized workers were happening different from the mid-class white Canadians that were able to work from home, right? So that started a sort of new elements to develop a campaign, a public denunciation, to show that immigrant communities were receiving the biggest negative impact of the effects of the pandemic. In but at the same time, they were keeping the economy working, right? Also, another sector, which was the health sector. We know that happened a lot of things in the health sector. We also knew a lot of stories on how many, many immigrant workers, nurses, many cleaners of hospitals who are undocumented, etc., were falling sick. They were losing their jobs, etc., etc. There were a lot of issues related with the pandemic. And that was a lot of work added to those others. It was necessary also to came out to the public during denunciation about those conditions. So that created a sort of new political agenda for the IWC in order to defend and do denunciation about those problems in the pandemic. Those are two examples. With temporary foreign worker programs, there were a lot of problems with agricultural workers that, for example, they were laid off and they had to go back to their country, but they needed to pay their own ticket. People doing denunciation of some abuses on terms of the lodging. They didn't have the conditions to live there and employers were not doing anything to provide security conditions to those workers, to those agricultural workers living, living in the lodging provided by the employer. All those issues started to come also, and it was necessary to provide coherence 
to those histories, to become those histories into a current narrative, to come out to the public discussion with a denunciation. At the end, we were part of the social voices denouncing that the words of the pandemic were being lived by immigrant and migrant workers. And where do things stand now in terms of currently active campaigns, things you have coming up, and so on? The campaign with the Lama workers is going to continue. It came before even the foundation of the ATAP. Big part of the first people coming before 2011 to the IWC to do complaints against temp agencies were from Dolarama. But at the same time, we focus on Dolarama because all the workers in the warehouse, which are more than 1,000, they are working through agencies. They don't have in the warehouse permanent workers. And this warehouse is the biggest of Dolarama for the national distribution of the products in Canada. And they have this business model using temp agencies for the totality of the workers. When doing the denunciation of the conditions in Dolarama, there were some gains. Uh, And he means here specifically during the height of the pandemic. Like, for example, they were offering a prime, the condition improved, they provide better conditions, there were some improvements. They increased salaries. First, it was a prime, you know, temporarily, but then they decided to keep the prime because now workers were, you know, mad, they were activated, they were mobilized, and they knew that they could get more things. But it continues in terms of the regulation of temp agencies specifically in the workhouses, it's not enough what we have because there are ways that enterprises and agencies can evade the new labor regulations, but also there are other issues that are still not regulated. We're thinking in keep the mobilizations with workers of the warehouse sector in order to find a way to create a decret. A decret is a kind of legal figure for the labor relationships. You use one collective agreement in one enterprise in that sector as a model to develop a collective agreement or minimal conditions for a sector. I think there's nine or ten working in some sectors in Quebec right now. The main objective, I think, now is to create this decret in terms of the warehouse sector to improve the protection for many workers in that sector and working through agents. That's not yet a campaign, but it's starting to come out in the discussions, maybe for the future. There's also a specific group in the Temporary Agency Workers Association called like the Women of the Attack. Many women with precarious status that coming working through agencies, they started to be part of the Temporary Agency Workers Association. And now there's a campaign against violence in workplace against women that they are developing. And other projects that they are doing is to show the conditions about the hard life that undocumented people have like they have in workplaces also because they are undocumented women. The kind of violence is different when they are women. And also with the temporary foreign worker program, many workers go to work on factories out of Montreal in what is called the region in Quebec. The rural region, it's small views that have some factories there. And what happened in the pandemic was that many people from those places started to call the IWC in the pandemic, many migrant workers, Filipinos, workers coming, Mexican workers. So at the end, we were able to articulate branches of the IWC dealing with the issues of temporary workers. And now one of the objectives of the IWC is to consolidate that work. You have been listening to my interview with Manuel Salamanca Cardona of the Immigrant Workers Center and the Temporary Agency Workers Association. To learn more about both of those organizations, go to iwc-cti.ca. 
To find out more about Talking Radical Radio, the guests, the theme music, and the ways that you can listen, go to talkingradical.ca and click on the link for the radio show. On the site, you can sign up for email updates or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, and other platforms. I'm Scott Nye, a writer and media producer based in Hamilton, Ontario, and the author of two books of Canadian history told through the stories of activists, published by Fernwood Publishing. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you tune in again next week. Thank you.